0: Welcome to the HeartStream Musings podcast, a podcast to help you on your journey of self-love. I'm your host, Lisa Mae Francisco, a self-love coach and inner child guide. In the podcast, we'll dive deep on how to heal your inner child wounds, break your relationship patterns and liberate your truth so you can claim the relationships in life that you deserve. Thanks so much for listening. I'm super excited that you're here. Welcome, everybody, to the HeartStream Musings podcast. I'm so excited that you are here. I feel like this has been a long-awaited episode with my special guest, Shalia oh, yeah. Hennix. I haven't. We have been trying to get together to do a podcast for... <laughs> Oh, wow. I would say nine months, even before I had a podcast out, but Shalia is the, and I'm going to read her bio because it's so sexy and let's get into it. (laughs) So Shalia is the dream life architect and ideal self-stylist for women who want to live an uncompromising and unconventionally charmed life. Mm. I feel like I just need that to sink into my body.
1: So good.
0: (laughs) So good. She is a self-proclaimed sorceress and Renaissance woman adept at paving her own lane and weaving magic into the mundane. She's here to help highly creative and highly ambitious souls become the highest version of themselves. Providing us with the strategies and frameworks necessary to embrace, embody, and express our innermost divine essence. Yeah. Oh my God, that just speaks to my soul. I oh. uh, my Mercury is in Cancer, and so when oh. someone uses yeah. those words and communicates, yeah. it like it ignites something in my heart. And so yeah. I just love all of that. Love oh, it. I'm happy
1: to hear it. Yeah, it's real poetic. That's how I like to speak. I'm Mercury in Virgo. And so I'm all about like attention to detail and like, how can I switch this word around here? And, yeah. And just to let things flow and to feel like the truest way, like the truest way that I like to speak.
0: Oh, good. So you must be really, you must be really good wordsmither then.
1: Yeah, I like to play with language. It's like a fun, Yeah, <laughs> it's a fun thing for me. I like acronyms, alliterations. I like just playing with words. I like things that rhyme. It's just, it just makes things more fun for me.
0: Oh yeah. my God, I love it. Mm-hmm. And fun fact, Shalia and I actually met each other through this community. We met each other through holisticism. Yeah. And so it's this online community of people that do business and mixture of mysticism. But Shalia and I connected over the magic of inner mm-hmm. child work. And before we dive into that, though, I'm so curious, and I'm sure other people are very curious too, of just like, how did you even get to this point of de- defining yourself as like a sorceress and like Ooh. renaissance woman? Yeah. yeah.
1: I like to consider myself uh, like a big ass cat. Like that's what Ah! I think. Basically, like I've had nine lives and I probably have nine more. I've just, I've been a makeup artist. I've been a sex worker. I've been a brand strategist and designer. And now I'm working more so in like the spirituality realm and life design and stuff like that. Wow. And yeah, it's really basically a Renaissance woman. It's the ethos of being someone whose life is consistently under construction. Like I'm consistently uh, renovating or reinventing who I am and how I define myself, how I show up in the world, things that light me up, and how I want to embody those and express them out in the world.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. I love that. You, I feel like you have had many lives. Even yeah. I was just like, yeah. what? You're a makeup was, artist. Yeah. Wait, so then how did you get to like makeup artistry and then sex worker and like, oh, oh my gosh. And then now spirituality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like how do you connect the dots in retrospect, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. So I think when I think about all of the jobs that I've had, the thread becomes like being able to create the space for people to, be their truest best selves. So like when I was a makeup artist, I was doing that in a very physical sense, helping people's inner essence to shine on their face. When I was a sex worker, it was about creating the environment and like on a date or on a trip or somewhere, creating that environment that allowed these customers or the clients who felt like they couldn't be their truest fullest selves in their maybe like their everyday lives their vanilla lives allow those parts of them to come out in my company um and then yes the same thing like with brand design and spirituality it's really just all about me holding the space for you to be whoever it is that you want to be in this moment and helping you with the tools to to make that real
0: Oh my God. I love that. And I love that you were able to like pinpoint exactly. It's like whatever medium, whatever structure, Mm -hmm. whatever format, it was always about eliciting and invoking like the highest truth, right? Like even reading your bio, it was like the highest evolution of who you are. And so I'd love to, I'm curious, what was that journey like for you personally of Evoking your highest Mm -hmm. self, and like, were there situations where you weren't, and it's like being the mastery of like your own inner realm, and being able to help evoke that in others as well. That sort of symmetry.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely still on it. (laughs) I'm definitely still on it. (laughs) It's a work in progress, but it really is just like the beauty of the most like rewarding thing to do, but also a really messy and confusing thing to do to show up in the world in alignment with who you really are, especially because I like to talk about cosmos a lot. So I have a lot of mutable energy in my chart, but also have a lot of fixed energy. So that means I'm either always changing and always evolving who I am. Or once I find something, I'm just like stuck to it. And I'm I'm just like dead set. I'm like, this is who I am. And I've heard of this concept from Nest Labs called the self-consistency fallacy. And it's Mm -hmm. basically when you, want to change your life, but you have trouble doing that because you are marrying yourself to the identity that you've always had. Because I've always done it this way. This is who I am. Or because I spent two years doing makeup, what else am I going to do? How can I just switch into this new thing? And I think it's really about giving yourself the grace and giving yourself the permission to to change and to change your mind and to switch up. Me personally, because you, you've asked about my like ever, <laughs> in the shadow and everything. So, like this year in particular was like a really big one for me. It's, I ha- I'm I'm starting the phase of my Saturn return. So like, ak, yeah, she's becoming an adult. Like <laughs> I'm becoming a real person in the world. And so Saturn, though, it, right now is in opposition to my fourth house. So the fourth house is the house of like inner child wounds, especially because I have Chiron there. So it's like the house of inner child healing, your roots, where you came from, your ancestry, stuff like that. And so this year I really came up against the growth edges, I would say, of like my light worker, the part of me that wants to continue creating and that wants to to do good in the world. And then I, I like to consider like my shadow dweller, which is like the part of me that's I don't feel like doing anything today. I don't want to work. Like I know I'm a generator and I'm quote unquote supposed to work. That's what I was built to do. But I got to this point with this, this year where I'm just like, I actually would just want to go on vacation. I just want to lay around and chill out and not help the world for a second. And I think it's really just allowing myself that grace when I'm coming up against these different parts of myself and really getting curious about what it is they want to tell me and like where we want to go next from there.
0: Ooh, that yeah. that really resonates with what you express about the nest labs, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the yes. fixed and mutable yes. um, and learning to work with both of just, okay, I want to rest. I don't want to be a light worker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I just pause? I
1: just, I just want to exist right now. Can I just do that for a second? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. And so As you are like working on your like parts of like deconstruction and Mm -hmm. invention, how does that show up in the work that you do with people? What does that even look like? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. So actually, yeah, I want to continue on that story because what i forgot to mention is so my fourth house is in Vor- in virgo uh-huh. and so that we have that opposition of saturn which is about like restrictions and maturing growing up and all that opposing virgo like the sign of perfection and attention to details and everything so this year i launched Two courses, passive income projects. Yeah. I remember we had connected about the idea of being a generator and learning how to respond to not only what the external world is giving us, but also responding to our own like intuitive downloads. Right? Yes. And so this project in particular was me responding to like the outside world I, I had an opportunity to um, grow my list. And I did that. I, I multiplied it by five by joining this like giveaway. And I was like, okay, so this is what we're doing. This is, it's time for things to take off. Like, this is it. And then when I actually started doing the work, though, I started Mm -hmm. realizing, like, I like this and... idea like I like it as an idea but the work itself is not for me like the idea of just teaching these concepts and talking to a camera talking to a screen and I, I need that like human connection aspect of it
0: oh so it was like a one-to-many module but yes weren't like right. oh so then what yeah. did that teach you about like your facilitation yeah. style yeah
1: it did yeah it didn't feel good because I don't know it just it wow. felt exactly like I think you just used the perfect word presentation like it felt like I was putting on a show I was presenting like I wasn't able to to just have a conversation and talk to the people who I want to help. It was just talking to my camera and imagining somebody on the other side of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I've had I have customers in like Spain and like the UK. And so I'm like imagining these people uh, in the world, but it, it didn't feel real to me. It didn't like really sit with my soul. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, basically coming back to the idea of like perfectionism and Saturn and everything, I had to give myself permission to fuck up really i had to give myself permission to say i know that i promised this to all of these people and i know that i said this is what i was gonna do but i'm doing the work right now i'm in it and it doesn't feel good i can't force myself to to continue so you could did you
0: pivot in like the middle of
1: yeah like literally
0: what were like the feelings the emotions like Mm -hmm. how did you walk yourself through that Uh uh-huh
1: Yeah, my school was open, I want to say for maybe two to three weeks, literally, like I launched the program, I did finish it because that was something that I was working on myself with my self development journey. I'm like, we just have to finish it, we're just going to do it just to prove to ourselves that we can Mm -hmm. do it. So I finished the the project itself, I launched it, I enrolled all of these students. And then when it came to the day to day, like maintaining of it, and then I I realized, I'm like, I don't really want to go to the next module. And so I think that was a part of the work where I realized that it's not so black and white. Are you giving up on your dreams? Or are you doing this just because you're deciding to change your mind? It's no, like I've already proven to myself that I can commit to an idea, that I can fully bring an idea into fruition. And also at the same time, I now need to talk to that part of me, my inner child, my inner artist, and talk to that part of me who wants to do something else, who wants to have more fun, who wants to have more connection. And yeah, and just allowing myself to change like we're talking about earlier when you asked me about all of my different um, past lives and all of my different jobs, (laughs) allowing myself to shift the medium of the work that I was doing, like keep the core message. And I think that's something really important. When it comes to changing your life and reinventing yourself is allowing yourself to stick to that core essence of who you are and what you want and what you envision for your life, but not getting tied down to like the 3D physical, like how it's showing up in the world, like what the vehicle actually is and so just, it was a lot of working through shadow fears. And are you into like part psychology at all? That's, okay. So yeah. what's
0: interesting is that I'm working with a new therapist and we're getting into IFS. So in yeah! family systems. She, I was, okay. So I, I, I haven't had a new therapist since 2016. So this okay. is a new journey yeah. for me. I'm a little tender about it, but she gave me, she was like, oh, you should read this book. I think it's like by Tom Holmes, the illustrated parts. Okay. So I have homework, but I haven't like dove into understanding what are my parts and how does it show up through this like framework, but would love to hear like your insights and how it has impacted you.
1: Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm not, I literally just got into it too. It's something that was floating in my ether for a while, continued to come up. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's nice. Like I'll check it out later. But it finally got to this point this year where like through my work, I was doing all of this shadow work and I kept realizing that I was saying in my head, like, a part of me wants to do this, but a part of me wants to do that. Like a part of me wants to build this amazing business, but a part of me wants to just take the month off and chill. A part of me wants to do something that's like spiritual and like can help people change their lives. But then a part of me also just wants to have fun with like beauty and making things pretty. And so once I kept realizing that I kept saying like a part of me, a part of me, I was like, okay, let me just read the damn book. Like, let me just get into, (laughs) let me just get into the part psychology and let me learn about it. But even before then, I was just realizing like there's, you have like your inner child and then you also have your inner parent or inner adult, right? Mm-hmm. You have your heart and your head, you have your your ego and your soul. And this year in particular, for me, I was realizing that, that the, the pieces that were like at war right now were the like Shalia, the CEO and Shalia, the artist.
0: And so it seemed like there was a lot of duality in your life. Yeah. And so, maybe mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it's like trying to look at how did you learn to come to a compromise to for yourself of yes. reckoning, no, this is my truth. And how do you make it work for you?
1: Ooh, so like a lot of the pieces in my life deal with duality. Like I told you earlier, I have a lot of mutable energy, but I also have a lot of fixed energy, which they're basically complete opposites. Mm-hmm. And I have masculine, feminine, all of that. And so I think a part of that was, I heard this quote somewhere that was like, In order to live life to the fullest, you have to be able to see the whole picture. Like, you have to be able to see the full picture. Mm -hmm. And so, me trying to choose between the spiritual side of me and like the artistic side of me, of course, it was creating inner turmoil and it wasn't harmonious because the point is, I'm not supposed to choose. Like, I'm not supposed to choose between which part of me wants to be seen. The healthiest way for me to exist in life is for me to allow all of those parts and pieces of me a seat at the table, like making sure that they all are accounted for. So like, my inner child, what do you want to do? I want to do something fun and crazy and wild. And okay, well, the inner parent comes in with the strategy, how do we make it make sense? And how do we like create a structure around it and make sense of that? And yeah, it's a lot of mind, body, spirit, like embodiment practices, really just like, imagining those parts and pieces of me in harmony, what would that life look like? I've already seen what it looks like when I choose the artistic route. I've already seen what it looks like when I respond to things just because the outside world wants me to do it. So what would it look like if I could have my cake and eat it too, basically, if I can do all of those things at once?
0: And so how did that show up? So then your inner Mm. child's like, this isn't resonating with me doing this Mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. And then maybe, I don't know, maybe your business side was just like, but girl, we promised all this stuff. Like we have to get it done. People are like, yeah. Yeah, so how did you allow for both both of those parts for you Mm -hmm. to come together? And what did the harmonious solution look like?
1: I think aside from being awareness is always going to be the first step because that's how you take your power back. If things are just floating around and you don't know what's going on, then you're going to feel like, you're going crazy or your life is a mess. So the awareness is the first part, but then the second part is just acceptance and also being honest with yourself. So I had to look at it and realize that Oh, yes, this is what we were talking about earlier. Like everything isn't so black and white, right? I had to realize that I had this level of success that I wanted for so long. Like my email list exploded. That's what everybody says you need to do. Grow your email list. Mm. And so I had to be honest with myself. Like, yes, that did happen. And that was great. and, And that was really cool that I proved to myself that I can do that. But the artist in me, the inner child, like that part of me that wanted to just feel free, it wasn't able to do that in that container. And so I just really started thinking about how like different different vehicles and different methods of how I could do that. So I changed my business model completely. So now I'm doing one-to-one work <laughs> and I'm also putting together like a, a group program just because I'm like, it's like really fun to, to work on yourself and nobody else can really change your life. For you, but you. And also at the same time, this like self development journey, it gets a little lonely sometimes. So I'm like, what if we just all got together and did our makeup or something? Or if we all got together and talked about like how the way that we do our makeup now is different now that we've grown into somebody who like loves myself. It's like the way that I used to do my eyebrows when I was like 18. (laughs) <laughs> it's completely different. When like when I thought I needed a nose job, it's like completely different from the way that I, I present myself to the world now in, in that way. And so I, I think I just wanted to have more fun and like realizing that these two parts of me want the same thing. Like they they both want the same thing. It's not, they're not two different ends of the spectrum. The way that you present yourself to the world, like the the things that you create, the art that you make, the design and like the inner child, everything that they want to do is affected by your inner journey and like everything that you've learned about yourself and the dark nights of the soul and all of that. And I'm really just coming up with different ways, especially through my content. And like I said, one-to-one work now where I'm able to do both. Like we can talk about how you see yourself in the world and we can talk Mm -hmm. about what you want to create in the world. And they're not opposites like you know they're, they're pretty much the same thing just different modules different methods
0: yeah I love this yeah. idea of unifying the polarities within mm-hmm. someone unifying mm-hmm. yeah. the different parts of creating this like harmonious balance because it isn't necessarily like one thing that we have to identify with but how do we yeah. welcome all sides of ourselves whether it may look like a fragmented piece or just like owning that Mm -hmm. right that all parts are welcome and it doesn't mean that we identify with more than the other Mm -hmm. and so I Mm -hmm. feel like that's such a lifelong skill yes to call yeah and how it shows up is just so different in the day-to-day and so as you're starting to dive into more of your one-on-one work do you Mm -hmm. see any of your parts come Mm -hmm. out that you have to communicate to tend to yeah Yeah. because it's different that shift right Mm -hmm. yeah okay I wanted this were there Mm -hmm. any like surprises for you
1: you know what I want to say not really. And I think because I have done one-on-one work before, like I've done brand strategy and I was working one-on-one with like small business owners and specifically women and I've done makeup. So that's a very personal, intimate one-on-one thing. Sex work, very personal one-on-one thing. So like, I think it was really just about me getting back to that part of myself that like I said, I went through this like spiritual journey and I hid myself away from the world a little bit, like wanted to hide behind this course. And like, I get to just record it once and then that's it. Like y'all do with it what you want to. And then I had to just reawaken that part of me that wants to be a part of the world that wanted to connect with wow. people one-on-one again. So it's like, it really, it just feels like home really. It does like to be able to just talk to people one-on-one.
0: Yeah. It's almost like in a way of honoring your cycles and attuning yes. to your body
1: mm-hmm. because
0: it's like, maybe there is that time where you just want to be passive and you don't want to be mm-hmm. as like out there fully in front of people. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. So you can create a passive course and they could just yes. do what they want. You don't have to like, yeah time and value and all that. And then now you're like, nope, I'm feeling like summer. I want to be yeah. outwardly expressive. <laughs> like yeah. here I am.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah, cycles, cycles, cycles in life. And then as somebody who identifies as a woman, like we go through those cycles every month. It's like, this. we have four seasons every month. Again, or I'll speak for myself as a menstruated woman, have four cycles every month. And then you've got the larger cycles of the grand scheme of your life. And so that's really all life is just endings and beginnings and just cycles of change really.
0: Yeah. And so what stage are you in right now for yourself personally? What kind of archetype are you
1: embodying? Oh, I like that. Okay. I haven't thought about that. Hmm. I would say my because the, the two biggest stars this year actually you know what that's it that's it <laughs> I said the word star <laughs> it's the prima donna for me I think that's mm-hmm. it because the I was fighting between the artist and the ceo and I feel like when you're the prima donna that is the main character of your own life you get to be whoever the hell you want like you get to be both of them you get to do the things that make you happy and not really worry about disappointing other people. I think mm-hmm. Marie Forleo, I'm um, somebody that I follow, she's amazing online. She said yeah. like when you have the choice between disappointing yourself or disappointing other people, like always choose the other people. And I think again a big part of that is really just accountability and being able to say or reach out to my email list and say, "Hey, I know that this didn't go exactly the way that we thought it would or that it didn't it didn't have the longevity that I hoped it would." And at the same time, like, how can I serve you still offering them something in return? And yeah, the prima donna, I think that's the archetype that I want to claim because I just feel really lit up about my life again. I feel important in my own life again and not like just in my business, because, again, as a generator, I think that's something that I identified with so heavily. was just like I was built to work, so I need to always be working, always be doing this and if I'm not working on my business then I'm worthless and I don't know I don't have any use or anything like that and I again I had to just realize that I'm perfect as is that I'm worthy just by existing and I get to do whatever it is that I want to do now and so it's just an everyday process of reminding myself that I am the star of my life and that's what we're doing now
0: and it's so interesting because as you are like on the journey of being a solopreneur like Mm -hmm. It's very much the identity of your business and yourself bleed together.
1: Yes. Because you like
0: work on it so much. It's Mm -hmm. all you do. Mm -hmm. It's like when you're not like quote unquote working in the business, you're working on the business, whether it's outside time, meeting with people. Yeah. It's a lot. It's so much. And so as like you embody this crema Donna archetype of you know, being the star of your life, not just Mm -hmm. like the star of your own like business life. Mm -hmm. Like, what does that mean to you to like, tap into your passions Mm -hmm. to keep on igniting that fire for you to show up in this way? Yeah
1: yeah one of one of the most important things is first of all like having interests outside of work It's <laughs> <Because>, like before <laughs> literally my entire life was consumed with my business and how good it was doing or how good it wasn't doing like I said I'm going through my Saturn return now so I'm at the point in my life where I'm am I exactly where I want to be am, am I where I thought I would be and then realizing this year like what I really wanted out of my life was like fun freedom flexibility and of course like fruition like yeah, I, I want the finances and things to come true, but that's not the main thing. Like I want to feel free. I want to feel like I'm having fun on a daily basis. And I want that flexibility. Whereas if I wake up one day, I can say, I want to write an editorial or I want to shoot a video, or I want to hop on a call with somebody that I can do that. And so outside of work it's about realizing that I wasn't allowing myself to have fun outside of work like I I wasn't again I was hiding away from life I'm off the dating scene so I wasn't dating I don't have a lot of relationships outside of like families and very close friends and so I just started realizing I want to make candles I want to play with clay and like paint yeah so like just picking up all of these different things that I've always wanted to do but couldn't find the time to do because I was so focused on this business and because that was a huge chunk of my identity. If your business isn't a success, then you are a failure if that's not happening. And so now I'm just, no, if I want to paint today, I'm going to paint. If I want to make a candle and it do absolutely nothing with it, but have it in my, <laughs> in my space. Like, <laughs> so I think that's the, like the tricky, the sneaky part of me, like the CEO, like everything I do that I find fun in, she's like, okay. Is this a business? Can we do this? And I'm like, Ooh, no, yeah, okay. no, I just want to make the candle. I don't want to sell candles right now. I just want to make the candle. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's
0: so interesting. Cause it's, I feel like that's something inherent that every single entrepreneur has of like, mm-hmm. how can I monetize this?
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then, like <laughs> If you're not, if you're not monetizing it, then why are you doing it? Because it just brings me joy. It just makes me happy. It just feels good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like, how can we monetize joy and pleasure? Like, yes. our
1: <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. Oh
0: my yeah. Yeah. But I oh love, it. it's so interesting because I was talking about that with someone today of like how I was always trying to like, think of how to monetize stuff. And I think it's so important mm-hmm. when it's the beginning of your journey. It's obviously if you like take a leap You want to make sure that it can financially support you and be successful, but also at the same time, it's like you being able to tap into the joy, the pleasure, creativity Mm -hmm. that your inner child, your inner artist wants actually feels the soul of your business because it's like innovation in a way that you wouldn't be able to do if you were like so stagnant in some like rigidity.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's when you I think like when they say like the manifestation community when they're like set your intention and then forget about it. Go do something else. Yeah. It's like that. Have the intention for the successful business and have that be your goal and everything, but then busy yourself in the day to day with just what feels good. And then eventually you'll the two ends will meet and you'll find that the things that made you feel good you showed up better in the world because you were feeling good because your cup was so full. You were able to give to other people and they were able to receive. And now look, you're making money off of what, <laughs> just what feels good to you. It's just
0: like your yeah. energy that you put forth. Mm-hmm. And so you must have had to do a lot of work to push and transcend that belief of a generator is a worker mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. always have to constantly work and that's the purpose you have in life. Yes. And so I love that you're da- like diving into things that are just... Like, yeah, yeah, play with clay. That's
1: all good. Parts, yeah, parts and pieces. And then I'm also a six life path. So that's what I had to remember too. I'm like, but work doesn't have to equal career. I think it's because we live in a capitalist society, all automatically equate generator work equals career. But my day to day work is like I said, as an aunt, it's tending to my family, nurturing the people that I care about. Like, that's the part of work. There are stay at home moms around the world doing that. And you're not going to tell them that they're not working just because they don't have a business, right? right. It's work there's, it's just like different ways that work can show up. So yeah, it's really detaching my identity from that. Also, the human design system is a little bit dogmatic for me. It's, it's very strict and you got to do this and that, or you're not living right. I don't like that. <laughs> so it just, it feels really fun to stretch that a little bit and say, like, okay, what is work to me? What else, what other parts of me? want to express themselves the part the glamour girl that just wants to do my makeup today or wants to play with my niece like all of these things are me still living in my purpose because the ultimate purpose is just to become who the hell I am like it's just the purpose is to become who you were sent here to be and a part of that is just forgetting everything else that you were Mm -hmm. told yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, as you go along this journey of accepting what mm-hmm. comes up for you, accepting the different parts of you that want to show up in like different seasons and cycles of your life, yeah. what does the self coaching look like for you?
1: Ooh. It's so I think what I'm working on right now is being my biggest cheerleader. So, again, if we talk about like parts and, and pieces and stuff, like everybody. I think at this point, if you've been doing spiritual work about your inner critic, like we all know about the inner critic. (laughs) And so I think for me, yeah, it's about to coach myself. It's about allowing that inner cheerleader to come to the forefront and to have a little bit more say than the critic does. Mm -hmm. Again, I have Virgo placements, so I'm like very critical and that's like of myself and the world in general. But I think. Really just when I have those moments where I either feel fear or I'm realizing that like I'm doing something that maybe I didn't plan for. I allow the wiser part of me that says, okay, again, just zooming out a little bit, like detaching from like how you feel in the moment you're feeling fear let that course through your body and everything but in the grand scheme of things are we still going in the direction that we want to be going in am i still doing what i said that i was going to do and am i still going in the direction of what i committed to and another quote, I think somebody said, like, the only two people that you have to please in your life are a five-year-old you and 85-year-old you, right? <laughs> so Oh, like,
0: my God. Yeah. That's genius. I yeah.
1: love it. So it's like that idea of, like, just keeping things as super simple as possible, because I think that's when... um Like my mind starts to get a little bit crazy is when I I try to make things so complex because again, like dealing with wounds to my worth and that, and just realizing that I don't have to like pile on a million things on my to-do list in order to feel worthy, in order to feel good. I just like to keep things simple. Is five-year-old me happy? Would 85-year-old me be proud? And if that's the case, then we're just going to do it. And then I just like to deal with whatever issues come up as we go along.
0: Mm, yeah. It sounds like you've done so much work on worthiness.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's worthiness- like the biggest one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like worthiness in terms and through the lens of like societal worthiness, mm-hmm. what they deem as worthiness versus what you yeah. feels worthy yeah. versus like human design versus astrology yeah. versus yeah. five year old versus eighty five. Right. Years, yeah. <laughs>
1: It actually it reminds me of when I did the EFT session with you and yeah, you uh-huh. yeah and, and you walked me through. Actually, this was literally for that course that I was talking about. I <laughs> I I was having a lot of like internal conflict and just what do I do? How do I do this? Do I continue and all that? And so I had booked the the session with you. And then I remember we were just talking about what was going on and then the I think like the affirmations that you were walking me through were about it's so hard for me to know what to do. The entire world is telling me what to do and when you said that it just clicked in my head because I didn't even realize that's what I was doing at the time I just thought no I have this idea that I'm working on and I really love the idea and so I'm building it but I'm just having trouble building it but I guess like you just listening to what I was saying and then you're like the the way that you translated that into it's hard to know what to do the world was telling me what to do or it's hard to know the right thing and then with my Virgo tendencies that's what I want to do and that's been like the most healing thing for my inner child in particular is giving myself permission to F up because my entire life, my childhood, I didn't feel worthy if I wasn't performing perfectly. If I wasn't doing exactly, if I wasn't being the kid at school that I thought like my parent wanted me to be, my mom, it was just me and my mom, my sisters. But if I wasn't doing the things that made me feel worthy of love and made me feel like accepting of approval, then I wasn't good enough. And so this year was really just like allowing myself to say actually yes that that was a fuck up like we messed that one up (laughs) yeah (laughs) and also you're still okay that's it's still fine like you don't have to perform at the same level all the time but you're doing your best every day is going to look different every day like your best is different
0: oh I love this I feel like just speaking to you you really embody compassion and grace and acceptance
1: oh thank you thank you that's really that's yeah 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 Mm -hmm. okay Now I was going to say, I have, I'm reading now when I'm reading about the internal family systems, uh, I get like, compassion is one of those words that triggers me a little bit. Oh. Um, And I don't even know why. (laughs) I think I, I read about it. And I think just other people's ideas, maybe of compassion, don't really sit with me as well as I would probably want them to so just to hear you say that felt really just self-affirming and that felt really good so thank you yeah
0: because the reason why I use that word compassion as I'm Mm -hmm. like sitting and chatting with you yeah is just someone that has like the way I define it is just someone Mm -hmm. that has so much love oh how how how, like however they show up it's almost like the other side of the coin of like unconditional
1: yes yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and yeah. so it's not conditional on any type of like performative perfectionism, yeah. like at yeah. all. And so I yeah. just really felt that as you were just speaking and ex- sharing your experience.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's definitely it's a work in progress. I'm a work in progress, but I really am proud of where I am now. I think I even was reading a journal entry before. It's going a little bit off topic, but it's just reminding me. I was reading like my older journal entries, and this is why. I say it's so important to journal or to take pictures, whatever you do, just to create some sort of like record of your life and your existence. Mm. But I was looking at journal entries from like 2018, 2019, where I'm just like afraid to script, like the manifesting practice, scripting. I was, <laughs> it's, it's like the craziest thing. I'm like so afraid to script because I'm like, what if what I want actually comes true? What if it happens? What, what if this, what if that? And I just had all of these fears coming up that were stopping me from even being able to do the things that I wanted to do to get to the place and it feels really different I think to be in a place where knowing that even if I do have a fear that I'm okay because Mm. I got me I got my back I have myself I have my source and that's really all I need in life so I thank you again for recognizing that and just again pulling it out that's what you do with the EFT session it's like you just the way that you just summarized the energy that I was living in, but not really giving myself permission to say this is what it is, Right. Really.
0: Yeah. And almost yeah. like seeing you in a different light, mm-hmm. right? Because it's yeah. so easy to see ourselves through the lens that we see ourselves. But when others see something else, it's just, oh, wow, they, they have a little yeah. spotlight. It's different. Yeah. It's like on yeah. your cheekbones. like,
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It's really cool. And it's really cool. And I think that's the beauty of just one-to-one connection, human connection, where it's just, I can stay in my head all day. I can coach myself all day. And again, that's really important because you are your number one when it comes to anything in life, changing your life. And also it's like good to just step out of the shadow work a little bit and just like connect with the world and, and relate with people as the new you. Take that person that you've been working so hard to become and no longer hiding it and allowing other people to see you allowing yourself to be seen and heard
0: exactly and you mentioned I'd never heard of script work in a manifestation oh, what is that yeah,
1: yeah. scripting. okay so yeah so scripting is it's basically it's just when you it's journal but from the perspective of the person the, the future version of you who's already accomplished what you've already accomplished oh, gotcha. like you know uh-huh. yes you, if you're manifesting a house then you would just be talking about you waking up in that house and like what around you what it looks like mm-hmm. and, and all of that yeah and I was like literally terrified I'm like I'm a- afraid of my own power like how do I do this why it, it was a lot just like why do I want to do this what if it happens what does that look like and yeah, there's getting... always
0: that period too, like when you're about to manifest something mm-hmm. of this feeling of, am I worthy of actually getting mm-hmm. what I want? And so it's like almost, like, is this the moment where self sabotage will creep in, or yes. will you be able to transcend and be like, no, yes. I'm fucking worthy, and I'm yes. gonna, like, I, like it's yeah, it's like that magic period right there. Yeah, it is. It <laughs>
1: is. It's it's so crazy. Yeah, it is. It's like that. It's always what well, say? It's like darkest before dawn. It's like yes. really right before you have like that epiphany or that transition it's like when shit gets the hardest and then you really do just have to make a decision about who you are because I think a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about has been like identity basically at its core it's like identity work energy creative direction all of that and so it's like Literally just deciding on a day to day basis who it is that you are, and then what that person would do in the situation, and then just doing it literally doing it. I love
0: it. that. It's like taking yeah. your power back in the most simplest yes. way.
1: Because right been- now,
0: I feel like there are so many different ways and tools of how to mm-hmm. do that, but really it's just the self decision.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay, That's I'm going to be that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's embodiment right. for you.
1: No. <laughs> no, yeah, it is. Uh, and I heard again, like another, another quote from this guy online. He's like a, a brand um, strategist extraordinaire. His name is Chris Doe. And he said like the reason why people have such a hard time with deciding and making decisions is because the root of decide is side, which means to kill. So mm-hmm. it's like you have to kill off all of those other possibilities all of those other versions of you that could have been when you truly decide who it is that you want to be and what you're doing so like Mm. past versions of you all of those fears you genuinely have to make a decision to kill your darlings like to let them go and And I think also, I guess, like in the vein of compassion and grace is realizing why those things or those parts of you exist to begin with, because it's like, they want to keep you safe, or they got you to where you are now. Exactly. And yeah, and also at the same time, in order for you to shift into the next stage, the next level, or like the next scene of your life, you're like, they no longer need to come with you, like you can let them go, right?
0: It's almost like the like two-pronged they're okay. protecting you mm-hmm. right but they're mm-hmm. also protecting themselves oh okay. shit Yeah, she's not gonna need me anymore like, <laughs> exactly i yeah. won't exist anymore
1: yes yeah you know? exactly yeah. It. it's like the helicopter parent or something like the parent bothers <laughs> you is i just love you i just want to protect you and keep you safe but also you're stopping me from growing at the same time yeah, yeah. it's exactly it <laughs> oh my yeah. god
0: this is i feel like there's so many things that we've talked through and yeah. talked about yeah. what is what are the current offerings that you have right now for people like mm. what does one-on-one look like
1: yeah so I have this new container it's called the innovation so you think renovation and innovation but together <laughs> and again I think because I have like roots in interior design like that's my inner child she's an interior designer and everything so it's, it's called the innovation and what we do is we work on the creative direction and the identity shift as well as the energetic resonance and recalibration to your highest ideal self mm-hmm. it's a 90-minute session and we go through three inner archetypes the artist the alchemist and the architect and through them we help to really create a, a plan and a strategy for your ideal life and what that looks like and then after that you get this framework called blueprints for bliss which is basically taking you through six weeks of how to coach yourself through change and how to like, because there's there's we can make massive changes and transformations in terms of aligning you to that vision when in the ninety minute session. But after that session is over, what do you do? so the exactly. the framework, yeah, is really about helping you coach yourself, care for yourself, and really create your ideal self for wow. six weeks after. And yeah, I'm booking for that now. And that's my one solo offering that I'm focusing on because that, is also something new for me is just like allowing myself to say like this is the one thing this is good enough this is my offering to the mm-hmm. world and it's perfect as it is and i'm sticking to that and i believe in that so that's the one way to work with me right now
0: wow that's amazing and so when yeah. they have the, so do they work with you continuously for the six weeks of helping them follow that blueprint mm-hmm. and like self-coaching and also like working with you and coaching one-on-one
1: they have that option the main goal is for really to embody help them embody sovereignty and really help them to make that change on their own so again my talent of holding space for the transformation to occur that's where we work together one-on-one and then the six weeks is really meant to be completed solo on their own but if they do feel like they need that extra support then that's something that we can talk about then afterwards yeah oh
0: wow and so what made you decide to only focus on one offering
1: because again I think the way that I came up with it the other day is simplicity serves me well (laughs) simplicity serves me well specifically when I talk about like wellness and how to keep Mm -hmm. myself balanced and grounded and centered in myself when things get complex when I am like putting my energy in five different buckets is when I don't feel it's like there's like the dichotomy of I'm doing the most, but I also don't feel like I'm doing enough at the same time. Oh, <laughs> and so I think oh. really allowing myself to just focus on this one thing opened up the door for me to say, okay, how can I make this one thing the coolest, most fun, most transformational yeah. thing that I could possibly make it instead of trying to put that in five different offerings? Like, how can I make this one really good? <laughs> and, and feel Right. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. And as you continue to share your work and tap into your own creativity and all of that stuff and magic, what yeah. sort of spiritual practices do you have today?
1: Ooh, spirit. so again, I'm real simple. So journaling is my number one. I'm, I'm always journaling and then prayer really journaling and prayer and creativity in itself for me is a dojo for spirituality. It's like the place that I go. I don't, meditate really like the sit the cross-legged that type of meditation but I do a lot of like active meditation so like reading painting that type of stuff so anything that allows me to get lost and I think that the Buddhists call it like losing yourself or becoming no one like that is mm-hmm. so anything that really just allows me to detach from the identity and just be in the present moment is really good so journaling writing scripting I'm scripting yeah. <laughs> and of course I love tarot cards and astrology and like all of the witchy stuff is really fun for me too. Yeah. I
0: Amazing. Use- so yeah. what are you scripting right now? Or I don't know, are you allowed to share it? Or- no. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, I have a, a mini moment of panic. I'm like, wait, no.
0: Or maybe I mean, something you know, in the past that you scripted right.
1: that came true. You could share that. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the yeah in the vein of scripting, and then also I think I'll just tie it up with the, another the framework that I was talking about. It's called space, and so that's mm-hmm. that was my main goal for this year is to like take up more space and both feel a sense of spaciousness inside, but then also take up more space in the actual physical world. Mm -hmm. And so it's an acronym because I love acronyms. And it stands for spirituality, personality, aesthetics, creativity, and environment. And so using all of those things together, speaking of environment and aesthetics, like my closet is the financial area of my room in, in feng shui. And so once I learned that I'm like of course I'm like I got to get in there and clean it and make things real nice and tidy but in general like scripting and like setting the intention for it and then again just getting lost one day I just went in my closet and I was just admiring all of the clothes that I have in there and just like feeling all like girly and like playing dress up and stuff like that and then I got a call on the phone um from a matriarch in my family and she's just like, hey I was thinking about you today and I wanted to know like how you doing blah 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 and then that call ended with her like investing in my business like giving me the money that I needed to create the course and launch all the things and I'm literally because I just I scripted it I wrote about it and then I forgot about it went to go play dress up in my closet and then she calls me on the phone and it's just literally and the amount she offered me the exact amount of money that I had in my mind but I never oh, said it literally I never said it out loud to anybody but God thought in myself and she said like how would you know how would this yeah. be and then I was like yeah that's perfect actually that's great yeah that's what we did I think yeah just like using all of the like witchy tools and then also like making them real and integrated in my life like through my space through my environment and like mm-hmm. my clothes the way I dress myself and just feeling good. That's what I've been into lately.
0: (laughs) Oh my God.
1: I love that. I love that so
0: much for you. And so how can people find you?
1: So I have again, sticking to the, the one they can find me on substack .substack shalia.substack.com. I write a publication called uncultured swine And it goes back to the roots of what we were talking about earlier, about living an unconventional and uncompromisingly charmed life. Um, Uncultured Swine is literally about deconditioning yourself from what society and culture has taught you to be. And so Mm -hmm. I write really juicy articles on there and you can just sign up and that way you're added to my email list and we get to stay in touch through my content too.
0: Oh my God, I love this. I love this. And maybe you've already answered this question a Mm -hmm. little bit, but there's something I always ask each of my guests towards the end. And it is what are you doing to fill your own self love cup and connect to the little you?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely creativity. I'm allowing that part of me to have more fun, to see what it is that I want to make on a daily basis and then give myself permission to make it and to be satisfied with it. We generated that's our signature. And so allowing myself to be satisfied with whatever it is that I do, as long as I did it, then I feel really good and full and happy.
0: Amazing. (laughs) This was so good. I felt like as you were speaking, I think the whole It was like the words that I could say that would sum up this episode is obviously like identity, rebirth, Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) and
0: death, compassion and grace and acceptance, Mm -hmm. but also magician.
1: Ooh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know
0: if you resonate with that archetype, but that is something that I've really been resonating with since the new year of 2023. And I feel Mm -hmm. as you like share your stories, I can elicit and see just like, the magic that surrounds yeah. you. And it's almost tapping into that creatrix, right? Yes. Yes. And being yeah. able to, I felt like we talked a lot about duality and polarity. Mm-hmm. And yes. so thinking about like the spiritual realm and the material realm, being able yeah. to bridge that connection mm-hmm. through it's your work show. and like the different yeah. parts of what you desire as well.
1: Hell yeah, yep. Yeah. The Magician as above, so below. Yeah, like the tarot card is popping up in my head right now. That's yeah. that's literally, yeah, that's literally what it is. Yeah, I love that. Oh
0: my God, thank yeah. you so much. This yes, is so much thank fun. you for
1: having me. I'm of so happy. Course. This is good. Yeah, this is a good chat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amazing. And thank you so much all for listening. I will catch you on the next episode. And if you love this, I would appreciate it if you would share it. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And I will tune in and catch you all later. Bye, everybody.